when I went to Springfield <clears throat> and they finally worked my way out of that penitentiary, they put me outside. They had a camp outside. They gave me a job riding a lot more. I said, you from Kansas City? Yeah. I said, yeah. You know, he used to ride that lawnmower. I said, Who? He said, Frankie Robinson. <laughs> oh, really? I said, Really? He said, Yeah. He said, He worked. He, said, he was a good worker, too. Huh, he used to mow the, the grass out on the compound because yeah. you always had the warden, the associate warden, and, and all the officers that lived on the on the area so they could get to the penitentiary. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What was Surprised he? Surprised me. Huh? Remember what he was in for? This still here, I think. Wasn't was it? it for the loan sharking? Uh, loan extortion, sharking. probably. Here, let me. Extortion and loan sharking, probably. You know. Well, welcome, all you wiretappers, back into the studio of Gangland Wire. Uh, as you can see, I'm sitting here with a friend of mine, Steve St. John. Now, he's been on the show before. Uh, just a little history about Steve. Oh, by the way, Steve, welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here too. <laughs> We're both glad we're here. Yeah, we? exactly. <laughs> so anyhow, a little history. Uh, uh, Steve was uh, involved in some uh, some drug dealing and fencing up activities back in the, what, the 90s? And 80s. 80s, late 80s. And, and I was a sergeant at the intelligence unit, and the bureau came to us and said, you know, we got a guy, we, we've got an informant, uh, a cooperating witness, shall we say, on a guy. And he's kind of loosely connected to the mob. We don't know, but we want some help and, and we're going to work a case up on him. And so we said, sure. So I throw a, a crew in with this nice young uh, FBI agent who was a eager beaver gung-ho dude. Was he eager beaver and gung-ho, Steve? Oh, and then some. <laughs> and then some. Yeah. We follow Steve all over the place. Kind of a funny little story about that, Steve, is... Uh, I think I've told you this. There was a you were you had everybody had freedom phones at the time, the uh, wireless cordless phones. Yes, uh -huh. There's were all the rage. We had even given one to Junior Bradley. Had a had a, a thief take one in and give it to Junior Bradley to get him to use it because yeah. legally you could listen on one yeah. of those cordless phones. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't really quite understand that because all this brand new technology. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we set up in a van pretty close with a, a police scanner and, and we're, and had it tuned into those, those bands that the uh, two channel kind yeah. of uh, uh, cordless phones had, but the, you never really used it. That, that we, nothing that anybody cared about. If you did, I, that, I had a, a, a machine on there, a scanner that, yeah. that, that one I would call them or they'd call me, we'd hit a button and it scanned maybe for, for five minutes and it had to come up green to talk. And if it come up red, then you just hang up. Hang up. Oh, that means somebody's on the head of what they call the pin register on the phone. I found out several years right. later, <laughs> but it would, it told us that, that there was somebody listening. Yeah. So this, this piece cost about 500, but it was well worth it wow. yeah, as yeah. you well know. Yeah. Yeah, the pin register would just tell you what numbers are being yes. called. And, and you can learn a lot from the pin register, but it's a lot of work. Uh, and you can learn a uh, wiretap's a lot of work, too. Yeah. But mainly what we heard was a neighboring businessman worrying with his girlfriend that his wife was going to find out that he had charged a 
room down at the Crown Center Hotel for him and his girlfriend. <laughs> if she got the bill first, and, and he was talking about how he needed to get that bill out of the mailbox first. <laughs> that could have been anybody down there, you know. So at least we had a little fun. Listening yeah. to you and yeah. following you around, and and then yeah. Long story short, they made a case on him, and and this guy uh, who set him up. Uh, you you didn't actually go to trial, did you? No, no, I but, had too much. Right, yeah, but they, you didn't cop either. Oh, no. I mean, you, you copped in a way, but you didn't give up anything. I just pled guilty. Right. Well, they were after you to give yeah, up they, something. Yeah. They, oh, had. absolutely. So, um, so anyhow, he did his time. He, he did, what did you do, like eight, nine? Uh, eight, nine, somewhere like that. Ten, eleven years <clears> old. <throat> and it's, uh, you know, and this was, as I told Steve, you know, dude, you got caught at a time when the drug war was in full-fledged, the Bureau had taken over from the DEA a lot of drug cases and added more manpower into it. And, uh, you know, it, and they passed those uh, those mandatory minimums. And, and it was just, you know, if that had been 10 years before, you'd probably done two or three years. If yeah, if that. that. And so, so anyhow, and, and now most of that shit's legal. <laughs> it's not yeah. legal, it's almost legal. And, and so... After Steve found out about me, mutual friend of ours, and and he got hold of me, or I, I got hold of him, or I told the guy to have him get hold of me. So mm -hmm. we met for coffee over at your house, yeah. and uh, uh, so we met and talked, and and you know he's been on the show before, and and I don't know if I don't think I really told kind of the genesis of that. We've been friends ever since. We mm -hmm. we get together for coffee about once or twice a week, and and uh, we're gonna go meet a a, a a mob a podcast fan local fan who is a restaurant a chef at a really high-end restaurant here in Kansas City yeah. so so he's gonna he's gonna and we have to go after the lunch rush about 12 30 and he's gonna fix us a really nice lunch and so let's see you know you want to do something for the podcast why yeah. uh, uh, have me and Steve come over for lunch one of these days or any more chefs out there oh yeah I guess it's got to be in Kansas City but <laughs> that's right we got to get uh, John David DiCapo down to Italian Gardens yeah. and start, you know, <laughs> buy this lunch. He's got a great place. <laughs> he does. He does. If you're in Kansas City, you got to go to the new Italian Gardens, John David DiCapo, uh, son of Carl DiCapo, who ran it for years and years and years as a family restaurant. And, and he's opened up a place about 19th, and I want to say Charlotte or right next to Tension Envelope. Locust, yeah, down by Tension <clears throat> Envelope. That's only for you local people here in Kansas City. And if you do, tell them the Gangland Wire and the podcast. And I sent it and, and sent you and get ask for the Steve St. John discount. That's right. <laughs> and what he'll do is he'll double the price on you. So don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, Steve and I, I just played a, I'm at the end of this show. I'm going to play the whole thing. Now, if you listen to that, listen to this minute of this tape. And then Steve and I are going to talk about this and talk about the loan sharking business and the collection business uh, in, in general and in Kansas City in particular. Uh, so listen to this. No, you know, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I want some money. Now I'm going to get your ass. Okay. You understand me, Ocho? Yes. I'm fed up with your ass. Okay. You've been fucking with me long enough. Do you understand? I'm sorry, Frank. Do you understand you've been fucking with me? Yeah. Do you understand me, boy? Yes, sir. Oh, who tell me nothing, motherfucker? I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm waiting so motherfucking long I know. to get my goddamn money from I'm you. Sorry. Sorry, you fucking I did it this week. Don't oh. tell me nothing, motherfucker. I did it this week. 
Man, I'll get it this week. Oh, oh, oh. Time for my motherfucking money. You come down to my place, my business. You came down here for fucking months looking for motherfucking money. And I gave it to you. You came every day. You understand? I know it. Every fucking day you came down here. I know it. Then I gave you the fucking money. You cut your own deal. I said, you know what you're doing, Roy? Don't take this from me unless you can pay me. I, I remember your exact words. You understand? I remember your exact words. You know why I'm hurting inside? Because I was your friend. So, Steve, now you've listened to this whole thing now. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> and you know this guy. The, the, the voice who is the collector in this is Frank Robinson. Mm-hmm. And the guy who owes the money is a guy named Ray Holloway. Now, Ray Holloway, I, I kind of had a little history with him, although not directly. I had an informant that was in the used car business. Um, first informant I ever made in uh, uh, when I came to the intelligence unit. And, and he knew Ray Holloway and he knew Frank Robinson. And he knew Carl Spiro. He, he knew a guy named Joe Sigliano and Jimmy Duarte. And, and these were all people involved in, in the used car business and, and gambling and uh, bank fraud and and it's kind of a little conglomeration of of people that that they what what they did they got a banker that they owned and so he started making loans to people without doing any credit checks and they were never intended on paying them back and and so that was kind of that little oh. thing was that but they also <clears throat> like uh, my informant he told me he said that Frankie Robinson in particular. And I think uh, Jimmy Duarte, who was a, he was the only one that was really a made guy. He was a pretty important mobster in Kansas City, not well known outside of Kansas City. Uh, came to him and wanted to finance him in a used car business. He had a, a body shop and a tow truck, and he'd done he, he'd gone out and repoed cars for some of these other guys, and and helped Carl Sparrow one time with a stolen bulldozer. And he told me about it. And he said, you know, Gary, he said, I'm not going to do it. He said, you get in business. Those people, you're looking for trouble. I said, mm-hmm. you're right, John. I was wishing he would do it so I could learn yeah. more, but, but he didn't do it. And, and, and so Holloway was, he was like a car salesman, wannabe, you know, have, you know, these guys that have these little corner used car lots and have two or three cars for sale. He was maybe curbstones cars, uh, you know, things yeah. like that. He was one of those guys that always needed money and a degenerate gambler too. So <clears throat> he got late, a few years later, Frankie Robinson is running a, 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 another used car lot. This was out South. He's got another one over on the East side of Kansas city. And as a matter of fact, Steve, after he got out of prison opened up a used car lot in the same place. Yes. San Juan Motors buy here, pay here lot, which is kind of uh, legalized loan sharking in a way. (laughs) He knows. Uh, uh, But, you know, because during this time, they've taken the cap off of interest rates in Missouri. Smaller loans and And you you could do that then. Back then, they had these caps on interest rates, and so it became loan sharking or usury. Usury yes. is the old term for it. But they they removed a lot of that, and it became really legal to charge four or five hundred percent on on a loan. And and this buy here pay here car business, it's even it's well, if you've ever dealt with those guys, you know, you buy a car for a thousand dollars, they'll turn around and sell it for five thousand dollars. And, and and you got to sign for it, and and they always sell it to people with a job, 
And many times people will lose their job or something will happen to the car and then they can't make the payments. They just go repo it and, and, re- and fix it up and, and resell it again. So it's, uh, it, it's a service that poor people, they don't have any place else to go for cars. And many times they, they don't have credit and you extend credit to you know, Yeah, they, right? they don't burn everybody else in right. town. So that's kind of like that. And let's talk about legalized loan shark because I know you know a little bit about it. Now. Yeah. You never really did it, but you had friends that were involved with that. And, and every mob organization will have loan sharks. They'll have money that they put on the streets. You read any mob book and they'll talk about, you know, I got so much money. Let's put it on the streets, get so many points on the money. And then you got a guy that will take that money and invest it. But the invested mm-hmm. in usually degenerate gamblers has been my yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and hustlers of all kinds. So you had a friend guy, guy named Bob Ferrara. Yeah. Who always had a hustle. Tell us a little bit about yeah. Bob Ferrara. Bob Ferrara was I'll tell you, be honest with you, he was my idol. <laughs> when, <laughs> you got to make money. <laughs> it, it's a weird deal. When when I went away to Leavenworth, this is this is crazy. He he was married to a girl named Jeannie. Okay, Jeannie was a dear friend of me and me and Vicky's, and we had the, the little girl we had adopted. So I made arrangements when we went away that she would watch my daughter, and and so. Uh, that's and, and then so when I went to Leavenworth, Bob Ferrara was waiting on me and had everything set up. And he was in up there. Oh, he was in up there. Yeah. So it, this is probably the first time the BOP ever did this, but I made them and I did make them because I had you know this is my daughter, and this is Bob's wife, so she would come up there and, and get both of us pulled out to visit us. Oh, we used to argue. She'd bring. $50, in quarters at that time, you'd have to, and I'd take the money. And I'd tell Bob, I'll take care of this. You're not good with money. And he just laughed. I mean, but he, he was, uh, he was a type of guy where everybody hoped that, that he'd make it because when he made it, he was a millionaire and he, he'd been a millionaire several times over. It's just that, that he just, he just can't seem to get over that hump because he'd take the money and blow it. He'd go out. He was a big drinker, you know, big drinker. Uh, we was in the bottled water business together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Emily Bottle Water Company. And uh, we, we uh, me and my other partner thought, this is going to go crazy. This and was it, early in the bottled water business. Yeah, early in the bottled water yeah. business. Yeah. And it, it was. It was going nuts. But uh, he just couldn't keep his nose to the grindstone and you know just didn't what, what, what was that story about he was down in florida oh he, he was in the business he you, told my they, partner your partner yeah. sent you down there to yeah. see what the hell was going on my partner nick that that i was in with at leavenworth we we both liked bobby because we knew he was a cash cow when he hit you just had to be there when he hit <laughs> and and he was we're we're together and we got a warehouse and this and that and we're taking over places to get our water. We had it at Worlds of Fun, and uh, we, we had a lot of places. And so, you know, he's, he's just kind of going downhill. We see money going out and not a lot of money coming in. <laughs> and uh, I told Nick, I said, you know, this guy's spending more than we're making. I said, you know, now he wants to open an office in Florida. Said, what do we need an office in Florida for? 
Oh, he said, they drink a lot of water out there. They're health nuts. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he goes to Florida. I think it was St. Peter's, St. Pete's. So he's out there for about 30 days and we give him enough time to, to get it going. And I told Nick, I said, this checkbook ain't looking too hot. I said, he's down there partying. <laughs> well, he said, you know what? Go, go get that checkbook. Fly out there and get that checkbook and bring it back. Shut him down. I said, okay. So I flew out there and, and uh, some girl answered the door and, and she's about half naked and, and uh, had a bikini on and very much a one. And, oh, Bob's over here. And I looked in the, in, inside the building, the, the, the house, and had a big picture window. And he was sitting there at the picture window just looking. And he was drinking beer. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. He's knocking out that beer and looking out there to, right on the ocean. So you imagine how expensive much place. expensive. <laughs> so I go in and I'm standing next to him. And I'm waiting. Hey, Bob, how are you? Puts his hand up. Okay. He says, I'm getting inspired. You're getting inspired. Well, I'm going to, I'm, I got inspired too. As Nick told me, come get that checkbook. <laughs> what? What? You're taking the checkbook? I said, yeah, Bob, you know you're doing? I knew it. I knew you guys were going to shut me down. They was going to send you out here. <laughs> uh, Bob, I said, you know, it just ain't happening. So that's, that's the way that business ended. <laughs> and then later on. Did you uh, get your money back? Yeah, I know you no. put money in it. No. You lost money. Uh, and then, then later on, a, a U.S. attorney from down south came in and, 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 and tried to come after us. Was, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The hell are you talking about? Yeah. Well, he had done something on the side, him and that, him and his son, they're both passed away now, and, uh, and, and sold some, some uh, water machines to a U.S. attorney, of all people. Bob, what are you doing? We don't know these people. <laughs> well, you know, and, and they nailed him on that. Yeah, but he had a scam, some vending machine routes. Yeah, he had, he had a vending machines route, and, and he used to do real good at it. He would get guys that, that would be in the, the boiler room, you'd call it, and four or five, six guys, and they'd be in there, and they'd be trained to be done by 1 o'clock, so they can all go drinking. Yeah. And uh, they're sitting there, you know, selling the – they were selling routes. Yeah. You know, a guy says, well, he said, you know, we got this route. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set you, set you up. Each place, we're going to give you so many locations, so many machines. But here's the important part. Do you have a van? Well, yeah, I can get one. He's get one and get one with heavy, heavy shocks on it. Well, why is that? He said, because you're going to be carrying a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money, the quarters, and all kinds. It's going to be weighed down. And that guy, of course, his ears perked up then. And 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 so they'd sell him a package for like 20,000, 25,000. And, and a lot of times he wouldn't deliver the, the goods. Yeah. Well, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way, you know. And then, he, then he'd find himself buried where he'd have to borrow money from the boys and, 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 and send the money back or, 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 or buy the machines to cover his ass, I mean, cover his butt. And it just it was a vicious circle. And guy used to come down every week and, and – uh, and pick up five, six hundred from Bob is juice. Mm -hmm. Nothing towards the loan. Yeah. No, this is just juice. And so he was a good customer, you know. 
And uh, he just, he lived like that. <laughs> he was a great guy, but he just lived like that. I mean, that's what he did. He, he started, I think he, he was, I've talked to several people about him. He, he was the greatest salesman trainer oh, in the world. The best. This guy, again, kind of like Steve. Steve's one of those guys too. Once he went straight, he made good money. Mm-hmm. And, and and Bob, if he'd ever gone straight, he could have made good money. Wouldn't you agree? Serious he money. He was one of those guys. And 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 I first got on time when I came to the intelligence unit. They said, oh, I go out and check on this guy. See how he's got this office here. See who's coming and going. And, and so I go out and, and he's selling real like $500 vacuum. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, vacuum, <laughs> cleaners. vacuum cleaners. Actually. Yes. He did real good in that. He did. And they'd get these young people in and, and they'd have these, you know, have them a demonstrator and, and they'd go out. Maybe they'd, they'd generate some leads for them. And mainly what they did is these vacuum cleaners, he probably only paid like 50 bucks for them, but $100, but they were selling them for like 500 Yeah. And and so then most young people will then go to grandma first thing with this, yeah. this new job. All relatives. Sell, sell her a $500 vacuum cleaner, maybe an aunt and uncle uh, or parents and, and siblings. They'd sell a relative, some of these vacuum cleaners, and then a variety of things happened. They didn't get delivered. Uh, they did deliver it. It was, you know, it was a poor quality for this really high price. And then they wouldn't pay the sales commissions. I mean, there was, he had every scam going yeah. on to cheat people that there was. I remember he told me one time, he said, let me, let me tell you something about the vacuum. That was before me and him was together. Let me tell you something about the vacuum cleaner business. He said, when you go in a house, he said, usually the people that buy these vacuum cleaners are not the wealthiest people in the world. They're people that are looking for payments or whatever. He said, I'd always look around and he said, I'd see, because back then he said it was wallpaper. Yeah. So he said, I'd train these guys. I said, you go right to where that wallpaper is just a little bit loose. And you put that vacuum cleaner up and fire it up and that'll suck that wallpaper right on off. <laughs> Cal said, my God. He said, yeah. He said, this, this, is how, this is how good it is. Oh, she had to buy one. I mean, he had every angle. He was the best. Yeah, he was. He, he was really good. was the best. He was just. That's just the way he was. Another thing, do you remember the insulation business he got into? I do. So, see, these kinds of guys, they will they will take advantage of any, like, publicity, any kind of a trend, like the water mm-hmm. bottle, the bottles of yeah. water. He saw that trend. So, in the 70s, if you remember, the, the uh, price of fuel oil got really high. I mean, really, really high. We had a lot of fuel oil users in Kansas City. So insulation came to thing. I had my house insulated. Probably everybody of a certain age yeah. had their house insulated if they lived in an older home. And even the newer homes weren't insulated particularly. And the older homes had no insulation in them. So Bob saw that. All of a sudden, there's this, there's this on down on Independent, no, Admiral Boulevard. No, we're kind of close to the north end there. Uh, little business and somebody reported back to us that you know there's some some mob guys going in and out of this business. <laughs> so we go down there and start running the surveillance and, and we see this truck with the name of with something you know a to z insulation yeah. or some generic name like that i always whenever i see a company that's got this real generic name i always think uh, i wonder what's going yeah, on yeah what's going on there and you see this big truck coming and going and, and we like pull the paperwork and he's done some paperwork and filed like an LLC or something. And he sells insulation. And of course that was a big deal selling insulation. See all these people going in in the mornings, young people that 
Then during the day, you'll see a mob guy come in and then leave. Another one, maybe the next day, come in and leave. And we're going, what is going on? Now, we know it's Bob Farrar. We know he's a scammer. We know that that he's been in the vacuum cleaner business. Now he's in the insulation mm-hmm. business. <laughs> I got a, I got a gal to go in there and, and ask for a job. She was a good looking gal. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He she got it too, didn't she? She got the job. She didn't stay very long because he, he was pretty aggressive. With yeah. her. But she told us, told me about, you know, she sat through the sales training and, and kind of what, what the scam was. And and then I found that I happened to see another one coming out later on and we followed her away. And, and all of a sudden I realized she used to babysit for my kids. So I, mm-hmm. you know, we went ahead and, and, and caught her out if she got out of her car and asked her about it and she told us she said yeah she said it's like a boiler room and that's what the other yeah. guy reported and and we'd be on the phone and calling people and and she said we were really selling a lot of, of insulation but the insulation was crap then we started getting complaints they would get money but they wouldn't go out and do the insulation or they it'd be a really crappy insula- insulation just everything was jacked up about it and he said i she said i tried to tell them that if you would just run this business straight and do what you say you're going to do and have a good product, or another thing is they found out later that this insulation was sold as fire, you know, fireproof. Sure. Fire and then of course it wasn't. It was just you know the cheapest stuff that they could get, and they were blowing it in, weren't doing a good job of that. And so that was another one of those scams. Yeah. And the mob guys going down there, would you tell me that they were doing picking up money? Picking up money, yeah, <laughs> picking up money, sure. Because they had probably invested a little bit in it. And, well, yeah, and, everybody and would, would invest in him because yeah. he, he, as a general rule, he usually hit. Yeah. It's like gambling, but he usually hit. But he hit on this for a while. Yeah. Of course, yeah. It, it never lasts, but yeah. he did hit for a while on this. You know, I'll tell you a, a quick, funny story. And uh, you, you always meet different people. And in Leavenworth, like I said, me and him and quite a few other guys that, that we knew was together. And uh, we're walking down the hallway one day and guys checking in to, to, to do his time. The little guy had his head down and lips were dribbling slobber and he's got a handkerchief and I said, oh, my God, that guy don't look like he's going to make it. Bob looked up. He said, that son of a gun. That's Tad Burnett. That's Tad Burnett. Who the heck's that? He said, that guy cheated me out of 10,000. I said, God bless him, then. If he got you, then he's a heck of a man. It was another vending machine guy that had sold Bob a factory that he didn't own and nailed him out of 10 grand, and it, it was... It was quite the deal, you know, and that guy's another story. Yeah. He, uh, uh, I'll go just a little bit further because it's very interesting. So I made friends with Tad Burnett. He was a law, barrier, law, law library clerk. And I told Tad, I said, how'd you get Bobby? He said, he ain't all that. <laughs> I laughed and, and come to find out he, he was in Omaha. He lived in Omaha, Lincoln. I'm sorry, Lincoln. And so he's selling vending machines and he's just nailing everybody as they come. I mean, you know, and uh, I guess he sold a couple of, well, no, he sold a couple of guys out in Florida, quite a few machines. And it was quite a bit of money, like Mm 25,000. 
and they, he got the money. And, and of course, when, when they got the machines, they were, they were used machines. They weren't new. He was probably worse than Bobby. And, and the guy called him, he said, listen, this ain't what we agreed on. These machines are old. One of them got a crack in them. He said, listen, boys. He said, all you got to do is get them contact paper and cosmetique them up. <laughs> that was his story. Cosmetique them up. And he said, the guy said, well, we'll cosmetique them, okay. Well, they hung up. This is true story. They come to Lincoln later in the week. And they're waiting for him when he comes outside his house. And they kidnap him. Mm-hmm. Put him in the trunk. They're serious guys. So he said, now, boys, he said, let's let's just calm down. He said, let's the safe will be open at a certain time, but it won't be till my secretary comes in. Let's go to Denny's. He said, breakfast is on. (laughs) So he takes him to Denny's and and he knows that there's a detective in there that he that he sees every day. So he gets in there and he yells, kidnap, kidnap. And so they arrest these guys. So back then, as you well know, probably they had a squad called the, like the Bunkle Squad. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was these scammers like I was Bobby. Actually and, sergeant over yeah. the Bunkle Squad for a while. Yeah. A year. And, and so Tad, <laughs> they, they questioned him, and Tad said, well, you know, those machines were fine. And t- they told him, they said, Tad, these guys will kill you. They're dangerous. They got a dangerous records, and you better just, you better just get out of town or something. <clears throat> well, long story short, probably six, seven months later, uh, the FBI came to see Tad and they said, we need to talk to you. Do you know these guys? Well, yeah. He said, I know him. He said, well, we're looking for him. And he said, you better get some protection. Why is that? He said, because they're, they're uh, robbing, robbing banks out in Florida called Barnett banks. And we think the reason they're robbing them because they sound like Burnett. They hate you so much, <laughs> but there's some banks called Barnett banks and they was robbing a bunch of them. So these guys, these guys, were. these okay. two guys. Yeah. So one day and, and they made a movie about this. Uh, I don't know the name of it. You could find it. If you Google it, these guys were robbing these banks. I mean, they, they really got prolific. They was doing it twice a week. Well, FBI was on them and, and, and they told everybody these guys are dangerous now. Well, they robbed a bank. The FBI followed them and, and they says, we're on these guys, but they know they're following us. We're, they know we're following them and they ain't running. They could care less. <laughs> really? So we need some backup. Next thing you know, these guys pull in a cul-de-sac and they said they knew it was a cul-de-sac. And they, they stationed their car, got out behind and FBI started coming in. They had machine guns. Mm-hmm. And they opened fire on the FBI. I think they killed two or three FBI. Oh God, I remember yeah. that story. I remember that. Yeah, case. Yes. and and oh, the, the FBI agents did not have automatic weapons then. They, they had, had revolvers. Revolvers. And yeah. these guys right. outgunned them so bad. Oh, yeah. And and I mean, they were shooting them in the legs. It, it, it was it was brutal. Huh. And the more they came, the more they shot. So yeah. these two guys finally, I guess they finally killed them. But this is it says that it, the, the movie was something like the day the, the day the FBI ended or something like that. 
but it was about these these guys that outgunned the FBI. Yeah, and one. and that guy was in Leavenworth with us. <laughs> and and Ted said, Well, I'm sure glad to find about find out about that. Yeah, a little bit late. Got, he's glad the FBI killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> killed them. So isn't that something that one guy does another? Really, and, yeah, really. <laughs> but he, he was a Bob Ferrar from Lincoln. <laughs> Cheated Bob Ferrara. Oh, a small world there. Small world. Yeah. And Bob hated it. Uh, I said, Bob, I said, you know, that's what you do. I said, just a little, little back at you. Uh, so, anyway. so these loan sharks are mob guys that got money to yeah, invest sure. or to loan out. Uh, it's not always just, you know, like to a part of it is, is will be to another a scammer like Bob. Sure. And they don't really want to ever hurt him. Like no, they, he's a cash cow. I, I think that guy, I think he invested some money in him. He was supposed to, uh, you know, make some money in the used car yeah. business. And then he, you know, he did and he screwed it off or he was a gambler. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but he, he messed up the money. And, and they don't really ever want to, you know, loan shark doesn't want to kill you. No. They really don't even want to hurt you. They just want you to pay the money. They want your money. And, and so like this Ray Holloway that Frankie was beating up so bad, he was probably, I mean, he was such a small fish, I think, that, yeah. that, you know, there was really no other way to deal with the guy. Yeah. I figured he could get by with, with well, Ferrar, they probably wouldn't be. No. Because they want to be able to go back to Ferrar. And Ferrar ain't talking on nobody. Yeah, right. Trust me yeah, when yeah, I yeah, tell you. That's true. But anyway, it's uh, Frankie, I went to that car lot. And and my partner owned the owned the, he uh, owned the building, property, right, yeah. so we built the building. There was no building there. There was he like had a, a trailer. Trailer, that day. and so we built the building. Some Amish built it, and uh, Frankie used to come down there almost every day. Huh. He says, "Look, Steve," he said, "This is where I got my start," <laughs> and yeah. I'd start laughing. Where he went to and then he'd tell me the story. And he, <laughs> I said, is that what happened, Frankie? And his saying was, that's right. That's right. Great guy. I love the guy. You know, it just was, that was a business he was yeah, in. Yeah, it was. So now, folks, he, uh, so folks that go back to Frankie Robinson and, and the loan tracking business and, and what he was doing again, he was, uh, this guy had went to the FBI. That's how they got the tape. And they had a code word. And he refused to say the code word. So when he gets out, my friend Bill Lousley says, you know, why didn't you, you know, we could have come in. We could have saved you that beating. And he said, you know, he said, I just wanted to make sure that you made a good case on it. And they did. And <laughs> like, he went away for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Up to Leavenworth and down to Springfield. Yeah. He mowed the grass in Springfield yeah, out here. <laughs> he did. So anyhow, that's kind of the story of a uh, uh, little inside look at the loan jargon business and how mob guys will invest money in, in real life and in Kansas City in particular. Thanks a lot, folks. And uh, look out for motorcycles. Don't forget to hit me up on Venmo once in a while at uh, Jinx Law or at Gangland Wire, one of the two. I can never remember my website. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming in, Steve. Have a good day. Thank you. Okay. Just, you know, I want to find out a little bit about this deal, see if I can, you know. Well, I tell you, I got to do something, you know what I mean? Deal fell down. Oh, no. Well, I'll tell you why, bro. That's your fault. Deal fell down. Guy needs money like you do, this guy. 
he owns a restaurant cocktail lounge, and he came by. See, he told me Wednesday night he wanted to do something, told him what he could do. Uh-huh. And he made that. I said, wait a minute, I got a guy. We need somebody to give him a check. Uh-huh. So he come by Saturday, if it was. No, right now Saturday. I can't remember the what. He said, well, get the airline up. I said, well, guy came in there Monday, got over up there. I said, I can't wait that long. He said, I got to do something. No, I said, I've been at this box. I'm upside down. Yeah. I got to go to Rock the way to hold it. I get somebody real fast. I call Joe Strack. Said, you want to do a deal real fast? He said, yeah. So I'll do something. So supposedly the day, they post it down the day. Yeah. The guy had to get it off. Yeah. I, I hear you. Well, uh, but I don't have, I didn't have a checking account, you know, so it would have been, yeah, you know. So, Lord, I tell you Thursday about the thing, and you didn't even look like you was interested in coming down Thursday and talking to me, you know what I mean? I mean, if you come down Thursday, when I tell you about it, you come down, we might open you up a second account Thursday, and you might be open Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. But that's very safe, you know, like seven, eight days. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can tell the guy you're yeah. but now you're going to yeah. start over. Now you're talking next week now. Yeah. For the deal you come down. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, the guy just, you know, he needed money, he's up yeah. there, the guy's business is fast, he needed yeah. to pay bills, and he just said, yeah. I got to do it now, he said, now I get some out of the way, yeah. so I cut a deal with Joe, yeah. I called Joe, I said, Joe, can I make out and set it up for you, he said, give me five, you know, he said, I need five hundred, it's okay, fine, Joe, give me five hundred, the deal comes through, whatever, yeah. so he's supposed to be working with the guy today. Yeah, the guy wanted to clear more off than what he got, you know. Yeah, I'm off with this way here, I can knock some off it. Right. Well, you know, I'd like to too. But, uh, the heck crowd through, I don't know. Has he got anything else? I ain't got nothing. The doesn't know at all. She has nothing. Money? No, nothing. Money, anything. Any kind of deal working or what? What do you got working? Uh, Jack's taking him for today. Well, I want to know where I'm going to get my money. That's what I want to know. When am I going to get my money? As soon as Jack gets his. Well, I've been hearing this for six or seven months now. I'm getting aggravated with it. Well, okay. Well, I, I you know. don't come down here yeah. and see me when you're supposed to come up. You tell me things are bad. I mean, do you think other people got problems besides you? Everybody does. Okay. Everybody does. Everybody How come other people pay and you can't? So other people got problems besides you? Sure. How do they pay? They got families. How do they pay? Explain it to me. You're going to say anything else you are. Well, I'll tell you one thing that happened to me. I mean, this is uh, unforeseen. My boy broke his leg. So what's that got to do with it? Broke his So how much is that? That cost me about 500 Oh, okay. You know, they won't even let him in the darn hospital, you know, without no money. You know what I mean? Just aggravating. Well, I know it. I know it. Hey, I praise you for you for 1500 I'm getting a deal for you to pay, pay me. me. Yeah, pay you. You got to come down here fucking Thursday to even come and talk to me. I mean, if I was somebody, some guy gives me a deal, and I said, listen, so you didn't have to yeah. do it or not. But listen, right. if you want to, you go, yeah. give me an answer right then. You want to do it? Be interested, let's start moving with this. Yeah. Say, well, how much do you need over there? Three hundred. Well, you knew I was there. Yeah, you knew yeah, I was You got to wait for money. I got to wait for you ready to come down and see me. You owe me money. I got to wait for you come and see me. That's, that's wrong. That's wrong. I agree. Well, I want some money. Well, okay. You know, I'm tired. No, I, no, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I want some money. Now, I'm going to get your ass. Okay. You understand me? You know what I'm I'm fed up with your ass. Okay. You've been fucking with me long enough. Do you understand? I'm sorry, Frank. Do you understand you've been working with me? Yeah. Do you understand me, boy? Yes, sir. Oh, who tell me nothing, motherfucker? I'm sorry. I'm oh, waiting so motherfucking long. I know how to get my goddamn money from you. Sorry. Sorry, you I'm about to I get it this week. Oh, you tell me nothing, motherfucker. I'll get it this week. Man, I'll get it this week. Oh, 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 o
You come down to my place, my business. You came down here for fucking money. Looking for motherfucking money. And I gave it to you. You came every day. You understand? I'm not. Every fucking day you came down here. I'm not. Then I gave you the fucking money. You cut your own deal. I said, you know what you're doing, Ron? Don't take this from unless you can pay me. I, I remember your exact words. You understand? Know I remember your exact words. You know why I'm hurting inside? Because I was my wife off. Dan, I found out where your sister lives, of course. I found out where your you shit where your, your brother-in-law works at. If I, if I want to go fuck with them, I can fuck with them. No, no one. I know that. You want $500 does a day. You want $500 does. I'm busting people all right now. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm asking. That's right. That's a lot. I like, I like, I like to have 500 So you know what it does, though, I'm saying? You want to buy yeah. it for 500 Yeah. Got to get off of it. Get my fucked up real yeah. bad for 500 Yeah. Family fuckers, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. You understand? You hear about what happened to Joe's friend? You know that guy, uh, what's this guy who sells? Joe's fucking my toy. What's his name? Hey, Billy, I want you to say this in front of Ross, okay? okay. Just sit right there. Just sit down. Don't get up on nothing. You understand? Hey, Ross! I want you to tell him what I did, what you just told me. I'll show him this here, too. I'm tired of the fucking line. You know, you don't know that. You don't know how bad I like to choke you right now. You don't know how bad I'm, I'm keeping my Please don't. I, I will. Set the door for me. I told Frank I will have his money by Friday. I just want you to hear the conversation. That's all. Just verify that I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking of this. You know what I'm saying? I told him that I, that I will have his money by Friday. You know, I was like I just told you. Well, I'm just tired. Is that what it takes to punch you in the mouth like I did a while ago? No. Huh? No, I understand now. I I'm going to make you understand. I'm going to tell you something. I understand. I want my motherfucking money. I understand. You jacked me off enough. You lied to me. You jacked me off. You must think fucking Tans are dumb cocks. No, I don't. You come to them. You ask them for something you don't want to pay. I want to pay. Believe me. I do want to pay. You get my motherfucking money. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Yes. You got any money on you right now? Three dollars. That's all you got. You got nothing else? Three dollars. I don't know what the fuck I need with a comb. Well, I was going to show you. That's all, huh? That's it. When are you going to get my money? By Friday. I will have it by Friday. By Friday. Told you. You can... I'll put it in writing. So what's that? What is it? I can wipe my ass with that, really. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I mean. I mean, I can wipe my ass really with that in. No. You will have your money by Friday. What made the difference? That you're going to be so certain this Friday and not six well, months ago Friday. I'm, I'm tired of fucking with it, and I know you're tired of fucking with it. You know what you're going to get if I don't get it? No. Well, you you, you, get I'm it? not going to worry about that, because I know you're going to get your money. What do you think you're going to get if I don't get it? You're going to get hurt. That's right. Do you understand what I'm just telling yeah. you? Yeah. Tell me, do you understand? Oh, I know it's not. I know it's not. I know it's not. 
Don't think it's no joke. I know, sir. I know, Put some water on it. Wipe your face. I'm not going to joke with you no more. Joking pen below. Let's see if no, it's not. I'm not doubling. Tell me why. Don't fuck with me. I won't. You understand me? I understand. And I don't want to hear about no FBI's. I don't want to hear about nothing. Okay. This is what you owe me right here. Date this motherfucker. I want you to date it. Date it back about six months ago. What date? What be about six months ago? That's when you got the. That's when you owed me. It was December, the, like the 15th. That's right. 80, 81. 81. No, this is 83. No, it's 82. Right. Yeah. You understand what I said, Ron? Yeah. Don't fuck with me now, Ron. I'm telling you. I won't. I won't. I'm telling you, Ron. Okay. I won't. You think you understand? I understand. Huh? I'm telling you, don't let, don't let me come looking for you, Ron. I swear to God, I'll bother okay. your family. Just go okay. get my motherfucking money give me my money. Okay. I'm going right now. You sure? I'm going right now. Go <laughs> Oh, <sighs> 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 <sighs>